Hey family, this is Joshua Jones. My wife, Lindsay, and I have the honor of being the lead followers of Way Family Church right here in Edmond, Oklahoma. Thank you for taking a minute to tune in. We pray the message gives you a different perspective about Jesus, His gospel, and what living life in His kingdom is all about. Take notes, listen intently, and be blessed. All right, you guys ready for some gospel? Yeah, let's go, let's go, let's go. So, um... I want to specifically speak to something this morning. Um, I've just been really stirred really over the last couple of weeks, but uh, probably three, almost a month, three weeks, just about how God wants to always enlarge our life. You know, um, I grew up in church where it, it was almost looked down if you were successful in any capacity. Do you know that in early church history, primarily the Catholics, they actually made, they took a vow of poverty. Did you know that? And they took a vow of poverty to say, you know, that they, they I mean, they belonged to the Lord. All that they had was the Lord's. And um, that mindset has stayed really in the church for a long, long time. As if, if you have nice things or if God is enlarging your family, uh, and that could be with things like peace as well, joy, fun, adventure, you take a trip as if that's actually wrong. But I've been really challenged by the Holy Spirit just to believe for more in my own life. And um, that being said, I'm going to speak to that very, that very heart today and how it is God's intention for us to literally be blessed people. Watch this. Health-wise, that is physically and mentally. You know what? When, when, when have you ever heard anybody talk about divine health in church? You know, we always got to get healed because we stay sick. Right? So, and usually we suffer in the areas we're silent in. So, you know, if you got kids in the room, God bless them. But anyway, here we go. So, Usually when the church is silent in a specific area, we suffer there. So I'm going to say some things this morning. There's two things that everybody in this room wants more of. If you're married, I want to make it legal, okay? Because we've got some non-married people in the room. But hear this. Two, two areas we've suffered with drastically in the kingdom is watch this, sex and money. And because we refuse to talk about them, we suffer in them. And because we don't get a kingdom education in those areas, our kids are forced to learn from them in different avenues. So we suffer in the areas that we're silent about. And I just don't ever want it to be said, we, we, we refuse to talk about this. If my dad really is a king, why am I living as if I'm a peasant? Either he's a really bad dad or there's something I'm not understanding. And I'm just, I feel Tabasco sauce coming on the back of my thighs right now. So I got to really like be, I'm really trying to behave like with some stuff that I really hear in my heart. Numbers chapter 13, whoever's on the delivery. Thank Katie, I think it's you. Numbers chapter 13. Man, alive. You guys okay? I want to I give you permission to be blessed. My goodness, man. I want to give you permission to be blessed. Ooh. Numbers 13. I want to read. Um, let me see. What did I just do with you? I'm going to probably read 17 through 33. And then I'm going to jump to Numbers 14. Now, this is a passage where uh, the Israelites have just came out of Egyptian bondage. And God has taken them to the promised land. Everybody say promised land. He's getting ready to take them into the promised land. And what he does, he takes their leader whose name is Moses. Israel is a nation made up of 12 tribes. Say 12 tribes. And he says, Moses, get one man from each tribe. And I want you to make a team out of them. And I want you to send them into Canaan land to spy out the land. I want you to send them into the land, let them look at the land, 
Look at, look at the cities, look at the walls, look at the vegetation, look at the homes, look at the people who live there, look at the economy of the land, look at the food, look at the agriculture. I want you to see how good it is, and I want them to bring a report back to you. I'm telling you it's good before you go, and that I've given it to you before you go, but because we're humans, we base everything off of sight. <laughs> so I want you to go, and so they do that, and this is the account of that story, Numbers 13, verse, uh, what, what, where did I say? 17 through 33. We might skip around a little bit, but let me just read it with you. All right, here we go. And then Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan. And he said to them, go up this way to the south and go up to the mountains and see what the land is like. Everybody say, take a look. He said, see what the land is like. Then he says this, and see whether the people who dwell in it are strong or weak. See if the people who live there are a lot of them or many. See whether the land they dwell in is good or bad. I want you to see the cities that they are inhabit. Are they like camps or are they strongholds? I want you to see whether the land is rich or whether the land is poor, whether they're forests there or not. And then God tells them something in verse 20. He says, when you go there, you have to do this way. This has to be your lens. Be of good what? In other words, if God says, I want you to go do this, but I want you to be of good courage. That means there are going to be things there that are going to try to sap your courage. But I'm telling you before you go, have courage. No, did you hear what you just, did you hear that? You're going to have opportunity to not have courage, but I'm telling you before you go, have courage and bring some of the fruit of the land. Now, the time that they went there was the season of the first ripe grape. God, <laughs> he's such a good dad, man. He sent them to this city at the same time the harvest was just coming ripe. So they went up and they spied out the land from the wilderness of sin as far as Rehob near the entrance of, of Hannah. And they went up through the south and they came to Hebron and I mean, forget all them words. Lord bless them. Jesus Christ. It sounds like I'm in, I'm in Oklahoma trying to announce all these counties. Verse 23. Then they came to the valley of Eshkol, and there they cut down a branch with one cluster of grapes, and they carried it between two of them. Them some big grapes. Everybody say bigger grapes. Two men have to carry these grapes on a pole. They also brought some of the pomegranates and figs. Now, what had they been eating for 400 plus years? Onions and leeks. I mean, how many ways can you cook an onion? I mean, you got, I mean, anyway, they having a good time eating pomegranates, figs, grapes. The place was called the Valley of Eshkol because the cluster which the men carried. Now watch this. And they returned from spying out the land after 40 days. How many days were they there? 40 days. Watch this. They departed and came back to Moses and Aaron and all of the what? Con Everybody say church. So they coming back to the church, the congregation. And here's what they say. You see, here's what they say. The latter part of verse 26 says this. They brought back what? Word. A sermon right there, right? They brought back a word and they showed all the congregation all of the fruit of the land. And then they told Moses and the congregation and they said this. We went to the land where you sent us. Oh, man, it was amazing. They said this land flows with what? Milk and honey. And they said, matter of fact, Moses, this is the fruit. We brought some fruit back with us. Nevertheless, the people who, oh man, listen, everything was good. Everything was exactly what God said it was. But uh, I want to tell you this too, uh, Pastor Moses. Um, nevertheless, the people who lived there, now they strong. They already figuring out why they can't have it. They just watched Yahweh wipe out the greatest ar known army on the planet without them lifting a finger. They just watched God split a Red Sea. They watched a cloud by day and a fire by night follow them around. Listen now. They were poor their whole life and they left Egypt as millionaires because the Bible says Egypt gave them all their silver and all their gold. They've seen all that and now they get afraid of a few tall people. Listen, listen. I'm going to tell you why they did that because it makes sense. Um, nevertheless, the people who live there, they strong. But didn't Moses say, go take a look and see if they're strong or weak? He asked him to do. And he said, the cities, they fortify, they're very large. And moreover, we saw the descendants of who? 
Anak were there. Now, these are giants, some would say. The Amalekites dwell. Now, they listed every ethnic, ethnic, ethnic group they could find, everything about it. They said, look, we saw the Amalekites there. We saw the Hittites there. We saw the Jebusites there. We saw the Amorites there. We saw the Canaanites there. All the ites. We saw everybody. And listen, and then here's Caleb. Now, he sent, tw- I didn't read verses 3 through 16, but it lists the names of every person from every tribe who went, right? But the only two people we remember that went on this trip are who? You know why? Because they're the only two who believe they could do it. Nobody, believe- nobody in history remembers the people who didn't do it. We only remember Caleb and who? Joshua. Caleb quieted the people before Moses. And he said, no, let's go up at once and take possession. For we are what? Well able to overcome it. I love his attitude. But the men who had gone up with him said, we be not able. I done been to the we be not able church. I done been a part of the we be not able community. We be not able to buy it. It is, you could hear a mouse pee on a cotton ball right now. Y'all quiet? We be, not, we be not able to do it, Pastor. Come on, Tim. Can I get an amen? Can I just a little bit of help right here? We be, we be not able to do it, Ken. We be not able to build it. We be not able to take that trip. We be not able to believe for it. He said, we're well able. But the men who had gone up said, we are not able to go up against these people, for they are stronger than us. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land, saying that the land through which we have gone out as spies is a land that devours us. When have you seen the land eating up the own people who live in it? I mean, these guys were messed up. And all the people that we saw, they're men of great stature. And we also saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. And watch this, watch this. And we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. In other words, the way we saw ourselves, we assumed that they saw us that way too. I'm going to throw this iPad, Jesus. Listen, chapter 14, two verses, 24 and 30. This okay? Chapter 14, verse 24 and 30. You really need to read 13 through 15. Like this, this is a narrative that makes me go, what in the world were we thinking? I want to read all of it, but you see times that Joshua would speak and Caleb would speak and they were trying to change the people's mind. Like the people in chapter 14, they, all, they said, let's go back to Egypt. You, you would rather go back to being a slave than being free. Yes, because freedom requires me to make mature decisions and I have to act by myself sometimes. Watch it now. Verse 14, I'm sorry, 24 and 30. 24 and 30. Man, that's some good stuff in there. All right. Here's Caleb again. Actually, God says in the verse before, everybody, they're not going to see the land which I swore to their fathers, nor any of those who rejected me. They're not going to see it. But my servant Caleb, because he has a what? Different spirit in him. He's following me fully. I will bring him into the land where he went, and his descendants shall inherit it. The next verse, verse 30. And nobody except for Caleb, the son of, what's his name? And Joshua, the son of Nun, shall by no means enter the land which I swore that I would make you dwell in. I don't even want to read that next verse because it hurts my heart. He said, your little ones will become victims. The kids who didn't do nothing wrong will become victims because of the mindsets of their parents. We have to learn to believe for big things. We have to learn to believe for big. We have to. We are not called fillivers. We're called believers. We are sons of a being who himself is a believer. Whatever he believes happens. Actually, our God, we believe that God spoke the world into existence. The Bible is filled with scriptures that challenge us to believe for things that we have not yet seen. And I want to say this. You don't even have the right 
to dream the dream if you're not willing to pursue it. God is in the business of always enlarging anything that he touches, even us. Israel, these people had been slaves once again for 430 plus years. Supernaturally, God splits the Red Sea. He brings them out. They're in the promised land. But remember, God doesn't want to just take us out of a place. He wants to bring us in a place. Right? The biggest... I don't even like to talk about the devil, you know. I mean, anyway, he's defeated. Your biggest problem in life will not be the devil. According to Hebrews 2.10, he is completely 100% defeated. And according to Jesus in Matthew 28, he has zero authority. If Jesus has 100%, Jesus, he rose from the dead. He said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me. If Jesus has all authority, how much does that leave for the enemy? Zero. He's a mouse with a microphone. Right. He's a chihuahua with a Rottweiler bar. He has no authority. Hebrews 10 to 10 says that Jesus came and completely dismantled him. Right. Colossians. Paul says Jesus in his death, burial and resurrection spoiled the enemy. It literally means he took every weapon that he could have ever used. He has nothing. Okay, so he's defeated. The enemy that we now face is our mind. It's our thinking. The biggest wall you'll ever have to cross is the one that you make for yourself in your mind. Myself included. I'm not preaching at you, man. I'm preaching to me and to you. Right? Our mind can literally hinder us. Israel gets in the wilderness. God tells them to go and look at the land. They see this is exactly what God said it would be. You know what? If you keep on reading, he says, if you'll believe me, he says, when you get there, because they never had nice homes to live in. He said, when you get there, I'm going to give you homes you didn't what? Build. He says, I'm going to give you vineyards to eat from that you didn't even have to sweat planting in them. He said, I'm going to give you wells to drink from that you didn't even go and dig on your own. This is what God is telling his kids. It was the literal fulfillment of the wealth of the wicked being laid up for the righteous. I'm going to let them work for it, then prepare it, then build it, and I'm going to let you step into it. That sounds like really good news to me. I mean, like legitimately, man. And they go out of Egypt. They're there for just a few days. The Bible says it is an 11-day journey from the banks of the Red Sea to the entrance of Canaan land. But an 11-day journey turned into a 40-year cycle. Why? Because the shortest it could have been was how long? You and I can never shorten God's plan or process for us. Give it up. You can't shorten it. But 100% of the time, you can lengthen it. And we don't like I don't like that. I wish it was the other way around, but I, I, we don't get to choose that. Nobody in this room gets to pick your processing. You know why? Because you'll go easy on yourself. I would. Come on now. You've all heard me say this before. You know why Wendy's has square burgers? Because they say we don't cut corners. God is square with us. He will never cut corners on his commitment to us. He will never cut corners on his processing of us because if he wants to take us to a mature place, but we get there as immature people, then we cannot, we cannot not only possess, but we can't maintain what he put in our hands. That's why you don't give inheritances to kids because they get something that was destined for a mature person. So God will process us until we get to where we need to be as mature people. An 11-day journey, Kaylin, turns into 40. I'm like, how long are you going to walk around that tree? Boy, that tree looks familiar. I think, well, that's that, that. You ever seen this rock? No. I know I've been by this plant. I would have like dropped a breadcrumb trail or something. Like, what is the What is going on here? And the Lord destined them to own, to be owners for the first time in their life. 
but their mindset was keeping them out of it. There is not a problem that anybody in this room has right now that I'm telling you that a different thought or idea could not remedy. There was the day mankind walked everywhere. Somebody had an idea. I bet I can ride a horse. Do you understand that Daniel said one of the signs of the last days, he says, knowledge, he said, men and men will travel to and fro throughout the whole earth. Knowledge will increase. Has that happened? Has that, you know, men rode horses up until about 200 years ago. From Eden till about 200 years ago, nothing changed. Until boom, shoom. Now, men are traveling to and fro throughout the whole earth and there's been a massive knowledge jump. Understand the day in which we live. Israel had to learn to think differently the same way you and I had to learn to think differently. What were they struggling with? They were living in the land where they could be free, but they had the mindset of slaves. (laughs) So it was easier for them to revert back to where they came from rather than stay in a land of freedom. Everybody say, I got to bleed for big things. Come on, realistically, man, I want my kids to be more blessed than I am. I am more blessed than my parents ever dared to be. I am more blessed than my parents. My parents were more blessed than their parents. It should always increase. If we inherit the struggles of a prior generation, that means they didn't do their part. I want my ceiling in life to be my kid's floor. I want my ending place to be the place where my kids start from. My mom tells me stories. This is crazy. Taylor, my mom tells me stories of they were so poor, like legitimately so poor growing up when they wanted wood. This is in the boonies of North Carolina. When they wanted wood to heat the fire, they would go pull wood off the side of the house. So I used to joke at my mom. Grandma would be like, y'all going to use that bedroom door? Bring it on in here. Like we we were po singing about how great is our God. Sing with me how great is our God. But my reality was not great. My reality was not great. And we refused to let the Lord expand us in any area other than the area of spiritual things. So I believed that I was one day going to a city whose streets were paved with gold. But I lived from me. I lived from the age of 15 to 18 without electricity. But singing about the goodness of God. And God was good. I just didn't let him challenge me in the area of my own life. Or my family didn't rather for that matter. And how we did life on this side of eternity. So God says, get 12 spies, go look at the land. It's amazing. There's more in front of you, Moses, than there ever was behind you. Go look at it. They go and they look, and man, I'm telling you, it was absolutely amazing. The fruit were there. Everything was beautiful. But the problem was they had a slave mind in a free land. Why? Because it's one thing for God to bring you out of Egypt. Watch this. It's a whole other thing to get Egypt out of you. Because you can change geography-wise. You can move a thousand miles away from where you used to live. But the mindset of where you used to live, the residue is still there. The biggest movement, the biggest transformation we need is here. Paul says, Romans 12 and 2. He said, don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. If you can change the way your man or woman thinks, you can change the way our man or woman lives. Come on, have you ever read the biography of Nelson Mandela? When they buried this man of God up to his shoulders in the sand. And as a prisoner for 28 years, they would defecate on his head. And they would urinate on his face in the sun of South Africa. Letting, let, listen, letting the salt from their urine burn holes in his face. And they would laugh at him and say, this man called himself a leader. But you know what Nelson Mandela said? The, I'm talking about the power of your thinking. Not just positive thinking, godly thinking. 
even though they buried him up to his neck in sand and did all that stuff to him and ridiculed their words on him, he never let the mindset they were trying to put on him sink down in him. And he says this buried in sand, he would tell himself as they defecated on his face, he would tell himself, I will be the president of this nation one day. And 28 years later, Nelson Mandela comes walking out free. And guess what he became? He became the president of his nation. Why? Because he said, I begin to tell myself what I believed about myself. And even though I was a slave in my body, I never let him make me a prisoner in my mind. And the children of Israel knew what it was like to be slaves in their body and in their mind. And God says, what I'm trying to free you from is shackles, not so much externally, but will you let me reach down into the the crevices of how you think? Come on, I am a Native American Indian, and we, this tribe don't get paychecks. And if you grew up the way I grew up, you have no other choice. You have to think larger because you couldn't get any smaller, or can you? So God didn't just desire to bring them out. He wanted to bring them in. The Red Sea was nothing to split. It was their mindset that was more difficult. So the scripture would say this, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Watch this. You, you cannot live on a higher level than you believe. The level of your life will rise 100% of the time to the level of your belief because your belief system will always create your ceiling. Did you hear what I just told you? Do you know how many scriptures about believing differently are in the Bible? I sat this week with two couples that are multimillionaires. If you make a million dollars, you're not a millionaire. You just made a million dollars, but I'm talking about multi. One, to say thank you for who they are in my life, but two, to get around, and both these couples are Christians. I I wanted to get around people that think differently than me. Can, Can I say some things you won't get upset with me? I'm not coming after nobody. I'm coming after mindsets. If you have a single wide mentality, you'll never live in a brick home. And I, and I grew up in a trailer park. Why? Because if you talk to my parents, their mindset would come out. My dad would oftentimes say things like this. We would leave, we would leave church members' homes, and he would say, that, he said, I'm going back to the poorhouse. What, 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 what was my dad communicating? His belief system about us. Listen, listen, listen. And as soon as the Lord go begins to break that belief system, then we can begin to rise to the level of what God wants us to be. I don't, I don't desire to have more to have a bigger house. I want to give more away. I want to bless more people. Do you know what it's like to have to go to somebody and try to share the gospel with them and you can't buy them a cheeseburger? The last church I was a part of, I was on staff at a church and another staff member came and I'll never forget that she came in there. This was like over 10 years ago. And she came in the room and she had a, her, her cell phone and the, it was just cracked and beat up. And I said, you need to get a new phone. She's like, I know I need to get a new phone. I don't have the money for one, but I need to get one because the phone's like 800 bucks. And I walked away and in my heart, the Holy Spirit said, why don't you buy her a phone? Now, how, 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 how transparent are you willing for a pastor to be to you? And I said, I don't even have the money to buy her a cell phone. But yet I believe that I'm the son of a king. If you were a man living under a bridge, panhandling for money to buy a burger, but you found out that your dad was the governor of that city, what would you instantly do? You'd never panhandle again. And we need a revelation that realistically, who we are, 
We need to stop believing on the level of sons and daughters of God. Israel, you can do this. What stood in front of them was an old mindset of where they came from. Not only that, but also the words of the people that they were living amongst. Y'all ain't, ain't nobody saying anything in here right now. They came back and said, well, we, we got all the potential in the world. Everything is just like the fruit is amazing. The cities are beautiful. Man, they got walls around their city, houses we didn't build, you know, wells we didn't have to dig. They got, they got crops. They got onions. No, we don't want that stuff. I want the pomegranates and the grapes. These guys have it. But let me tell you why we can't do it. If you're taking notes, write this down. Surround yourself with people that challenge your mindset. This is a good thing. Kalen's in the room. Kalen is a physical or a health coach, a personal trainer. We have coaches for that. We have people in this room that are financial coaches, financial advisors, coaches for that. We got people in this room that are football coaches, coaches for that. Ben is a coach himself. You can believe we have a coach for everything. Why? Because The voices that inform you are the voices that form you. Listen, the voices that inform you are the voices that form you. Even though God told them they can have it, watch this. They let the voice of people override the voice of God. Did you hear? They let the voice of people override the voice of God. The Bible says they brought back fruit and a report. You better start putting yourself around people that says you can do it. I already got a meeting set up next week with somebody to challenge the mess out of me. You can do it. Sometimes we just need somebody to give us a push in the direction of the impossible. You can do it. I'm telling you the words we hear can cancel out what God has told us if you believe it can. Watch this. The people who believe they can and the people who believe they can't, both are right. I'm doing my best to minister to you right now. Listen, this, this, what I'm fixing to tell you is something God gave me maybe six years ago, and this, this revolutionized my way. As a person of faith, you should not live by what you see. You better live by what you hear. The opposite of faith is not fear. It is sight. Paul says this to the church at Corinth. He says, for we walk by faith, not by, he didn't say not by fear. He said not by, because what you see will always challenge what you believe you heard God say. 100% of the time. If God said this is going to be your most blessed year maritally that you've ever had before, I guarantee you, your marriage is about to get rocked. But you have to believe what you heard God say over what you currently see. If God says this is going to be the year I'm going to enlarge your business, you better get ready. Your business is about to be more challenged than you've ever had before. But you have to believe what you heard God say over what you physically see. Because the enemy knows we spend 90% of our life in this sight realm and we're so governed by sight. But God comes all through the scripture and he always speaks in past tense. Like, I've given you the city. Uh, No, you hadn't. They still living in that house. I'm giving you that city. I've given you Jericho. Uh, No, you hadn't. They still got walls around that city. You're blessed in the city. You're blessed in the field. No, 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 you hadn't. I don't I don't feel blessed right now. So God always speaks past tense. He always encourages you. God will oftentimes promise you things that you feel like are too big for you to accomplish. Why? Because he's putting a demand on what's on the inside of you. And the right voices around you matter drastically. I can, listen, your crew oftentimes determines your who. The people you surround yourself with, the things they speak can either be fuel in your tank to go further into what God's telling you, or they could be the ones to say, bro, now you know, ain't nobody in your family ever started the company. Y'all don't know them people. Well, you know, man, I mean, COVID get crushed everything. I mean, it's, it's okay to quit. I mean, it's just, 
God is good. The spirit of slap wants to come on me sometime. And I'm just like, come on now. I feel an old covenant anointing coming on me. Don't let what your crew is saying cancel out what you believe God is telling you. You ever read Hebrews 11? Like, really? Go through. Read, read the whole chapter. You have these people with these impossible promises from God. Really, says they have possible promises for God from God, but impossible natural circumstances. And every one of them had to believe, Matt. They had to believe what God said in spite of what they saw. And the Bible called that faith. What? Faith. We have to learn the language of where we're going. Right? These guys brought back word, and the word spoiled everything that God wanted to do in them. Now, let me open up this Bible and read a little bit to you. This okay? It's helping? I believe, I'm telling you, we, we, you better get ready for unusual acceleration. I take it from us. You better get ready for unusual acceleration. Unusual pickups in your business. Unusual things happening on your job. Why? Because just God said it. I just know. Get ready for unusual acceleration in what you're doing. These guys go. They see the fruit. They see the milk. They see the honey. But you know what killed them? A nevertheless. Get rid of nevertheless. You better find people like this. You better find a Joshua and a Caleb and hang out with those kind of people. We're able. We be able. You're going to be part of the we, be, the we be not able crowd or the we be able crowd? I love telling some of my story is, you know, I never, in my immediate family, none of my family ever been on a plane. My kids have been overseas multiple times. At like five, more than I had by the age of 25, right? One generation should get, should get better, right? I tell myself, I'm, I'm able, I'm able, I can do all things through Christ. Oh, can I? Except for that one thing. Who is your we be able people? Let me get super practical. You can get on YouTube on a, any morning you wake up. And type in motivational speech. That's some phenomenal voices that God has raised up. To pour. I love Dr. Miles Murray. He pours into me often. Even though he's dead, he's yet still speaking. Why? Because I'm building myself up with this fifth grade education that I have, maybe in the natural. But I'm building myself up to believe that I can. there's nothing that God can speak in my life that really won't happen if God ever says it. So I'm looking for Joshua and a Caleb. What was some of the traits of a Caleb spirit? He said he quieted the people. In other words, silence the voices that tell you you can't. Watch this. And put new voices there. They were saying you can't. And the Bible says Joshua quieted the people, Ben. And he said, no, let's go up at once because we are well able. He's thinking of where they just came from. I just saw God split a Red Sea. I saw this fire that I've never seen before surrounding us. I mean, I mean, just imagine where he's coming from. They gave us all their money without us having to do anything. And now I'm letting my bad mindset and my friends tell me I can't go further. What? God is not a God to get you halfway and leave you. Listen. Man, my goodness. My goodness. What did chapter 14 of Numbers say about Joshua and Caleb? It said they had a different spirit. Come on, Taylor. Everybody say a different spirit. So once again, just for note purposes sake, one is what voices are speaking into your life and what are they saying? Is it negative or positive? Seriously. Seriously. You know, one of those men I met with told me this. He said, yes, when the pandemic hit, he said COVID was kind to me. Explain this one to me. Because we made more money during COVID than we had ever. I am, listen, y'all, you ain't saying nothing. Because their online business went boom. Our God, the Bible says that Isaac sowed seed in a time of famine and increased 100 fold in the same year. They some stuff that God's put in your heart to do. It is going to take more to do it. 
I will hear negative emails from this because I can't believe he talked about that. Listen, some people are going to get to heaven and be like, man, I live way beneath my privilege. God, I didn't know you were that good. I didn't know you could increase me that way. I'm telling you, get knowledge about what you're believing for. Get knowledge about it. Talk to somebody who's done it already. Talk to somebody who's 10 steps down the road further than you. Find out how to scale your business. You want to see your family doing something different, man? Do something different in your family. Read a book. I don't know one world leader who's not a reader. Leaders are readers. I got friends who brag and say silly stuff. Man, I ain't read a book since high school. I can tell. I can tell you haven't read a book since high school. If you come to my house, you're going to see I have a whole wall full of books. And guess who receives from that? Y'all do. But my servant, Caleb and Joshua, they got a different spirit in them. (laughs) Do you know what? These people said, they got walled cities and giant people there. The Israelites said this when they came back to Moses. Moses was like, why come you can't do it? Why do you think we can't do it? He said this. Because we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in theirs. Understand this. They never even talked to the giants to know how the giants saw them. They just assumed. And goes back to mindset. They told us how they saw themselves. God never called you a grasshopper. Where did, you, where did they get that from? We're like grasshopper. Where did you get that from? My mindset. And I just assume if I see myself this way, then surely my enemy has to see me this way. But what, let's, let's take that same principle, but put some positive truth to it. We saw ourselves like we were unstoppable. And so they saw us as unstoppable. I saw myself as a young man who could overcome any odds with God with him. And so they saw me that same way. I ain't saying nothing. I saw myself as a young man with a healthy marriage, and they saw me that way. I saw myself as having more than enough, and I know they saw me that way. Forty years. Forty years of wandering because they chose to not believe what God said about them. You get into the book of Hebrews. A thousand years or so later, and it tells you why they couldn't go in. It never says, and giants stopped them from going in. It never says, and walled cities stopped them from going in. Huh? It never said, and the people of Anak, the Nephilim, the giant, stopped them from going in. It says, Mallory, and they could not go in because a heart of unbelief. The Egyptians didn't stop them. What you believed about yourself stopped you. That's why, listen, Jesus came along and Jesus says this. If you can, he said, no matter of fact, he said this way, he said it this way. He said, to him who believes, nothing shall be impossible. A man riding a horse when they thought, you know, I think I can make this thing called a vehicle that rolls. I bet it can, it, it can, we could probably go like 50 miles an hour. You know what somebody around him said? Jerry, your family ain't never done nothing. But a few men in Kitty Hawk, North Carolina, known as the Wright Brothers, took it a whole different place. I believe that it's possible for men to fly. How are you going to do that? We're going to get a bunch of metal together and put some screws in. It's going to be awesome. We're going, no, 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 no. And guess what? The same way the people that built the cars failed a thousand times the same way somebody said i bet it's possible to make a light bulb brother edison you really believe it's possible i believe it's possible one guy told him after ten thousand fails he said you failed ten thousand times he said no i just found ten thousand ways it didn't work i'm telling you failure doesn't have to be our stopping point i got some stuff in my heart this year that i have to get out i have to do it because it's oozing out of me And I'm telling you what God is calling us to do and how we're supposed to transform this city. It is going to take means to do it. And I want to stir up such an entrepreneurial 
anointing on the inside of people. I want to take every false mindset that told you you couldn't do it and say, you know what? You can do it. I just know that Peter just went through and you got fully licensed and certified, whatever it is, to be a plumber. Man, I know you can do that in 10 times more. Ken, I know this is preaching to you, man. Exactly what you shared with me today, I know you can do it in 10 times more. Why? Because you dared to ask, can I do this? And they told you yes. Stupid what God just did for him. Stupid, 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 stupid. I'm telling you, we haven't seen nothing yet. Eye has not seen. Ear has not heard. Nor has it not even entered into our hearts the things that God has got prepared for those that love him. I believe this, y'all. Get ready for unusual acceleration. Some of us are trying to run from our problems because you think it'll be solved in the next place. But I'm telling you, God has said, believe differently. Think differently. See yourself the way that I saw you. I can set you in the desert and make a river there. I can set you in an economy where nothing is going on and put my touch on your life. And people will see you and say, that is the blessing of the Lord. It's his way. It's his way. Listen, I sat out in this parking lot one time. I am spraying weed killer in the parking lot, Jay. Asking myself, Tiffany, how are we really going to get started? Man of faith and power. Like, man, oof, that was a big lease I signed. That's, if it all fails, I have to pay all of it. How am I going to I'm out there spraying poison in the parking lot one day, Ben. We haven't even started having church yet. An older gentleman pulls up in the car. You Josh, I am. Oh, yeah, you are Josh. He says, um, the Lord put it on my heart to help, help you and your wife out. Okay. Can we talk? Yeah, we, go, we come inside. I set up a table. And we're talking at the back. True story. We have this long conversation. He said, what's your vision for the city? Man, I start telling him stuff I'm believing for. We have a long conversation. He says this to me. He said, you know, my wife and I, we've been fighting for this property for a number of years, like a number of years. Could never get any any release on it. He said, one day my wife and I made up our mind, we're going to help that young couple, which was us. I like the fact he still calls me young. 40 never looked so good. He said, we're going to help that couple. He said, as soon as we determined to do that, Mallory, he said, we were able to win this property and sell it. And an inheritance my wife had been waiting on came through. You can't make this stuff up. I'm thinking, okay. He gets ready to leave. He opens up his blazer and he pulls out an envelope. Now, y'all, I come from old school church. I'm already thinking, hey, thank you, Jesus. You know, when you see that, like, oh. He slides it across the table to me. He said, I sure hope this will help you. He said, now you want to take this to the bank quick because this one of them checks, it takes several days to clear. And I was like, oh, thank you. And then, and then I, I put on the ugly spiritual face. like, You know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? Like you can look around the church and somebody really get ministered to, they look like they're manifesting like this. That was my face at that month. He leaves. I called my wife. I said, you're not going to believe what just happened. So-and-so just came. And they gave us a check. I never even opened up the envelope. I said, he said, this is one of them checks that takes several days to clear. I said, I ain't never had one of them. So I didn't know how big it was. I said, how big do you think? She was like, oh, maybe like $3,000. What do you think it was? Watch this. I was trying to take steps. I was like, maybe it's like five. Like, like She's like, open it. I'm like, I really want to. I opened up that envelope. It was a check for $18,000. Hold on. That may not mean much to you guys. But to me, believing the Lord had put something on my heart and I didn't know how to do it. He can find you in the sun spraying poison. Spraying poison on what looked like a cursed property, but you were believing God to give it to you. I'm telling you, he'll come in an avenue you didn't even see coming. <laughs> that same guy, the next month came and gave me another $3,000. The church that was in this building before we got here had one kid. One kid, Miss Cherry. 
our first week, I think we had like 25. I told mom, I said, we in trouble. God, you told us to come here. I didn't tell myself, you got to do this. I was marrying a couple in the building. And the guy that came, lo and behold, he's one of the multimillionaires. He was just happened to be there. He hadn't even been in the building long. He said, um, y'all need anything? I said, need anything? How much time you got? He's walking around. I kid you not. He's walking around after the wedding, just walking around doing this. Like, yeah, they need me. He's like, what's your biggest need? I said, man, I need some kid space. I don't know if I got to rent one of them buildings and put out back. But anyway, the wedding's over. He calls me and says, come outside. I come outside. He said, you said you need kid space? I said, I need kid space. He said, what would you do? I said, man, I don't know. I'd probably put up some rooms in the back. See, those rooms didn't used to be there. We put those rooms there. He said, I'll tell you what. He said, next week when you get out of service, I'll have my contractor there. He'll draw it up. Just tell me what you want and we'll pay for it. Can I tell you what's happening to me? Is that the residue of my own slavery mindset slowly breaking off to believe, watch this, that God is not a man that he should lie nor is he the son of a man that he would ever need to repent. Hath God ever spoken and not done it? Hath he ever said something would be and it never not came to pass? If he says he's going to do it, he will do it. This is the word of the Lord, man. This is the word of the Lord. Lord, I want to give cars away to people. And under two years, we were able to bless two families with two cars. We've given money toward student debt, toward medical debt. We've paid mortgages for people. Today will come, we pay off homes for people. It's coming. How are you going to do it? I don't know. But I just believe. <laughs> I just believe. Come on, am I in the room with any believers? Am I in the room with any believers that you believe that what God said, He can do it? Stop shrinking back from what God told you. And lean into it, even though you don't know what it looks like. You don't know how you're going to do it. You don't have the finances for it. You don't have the relationships to make it happen that God says, I'm going to do this. All I'm looking for is belief, is faith. Gee, I want to take a minute and worship on that right there, y'all, and I'm done. I am done, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. Thank you for taking a moment to listen in to what Jesus is doing right here at Way Family Church in Edmond, Oklahoma. If you want to be a part of helping us to continue to share the gospel and get it out to as many people as we can, you can do that via Cash App at dollar sign Way Family Church, or you can visit our website at wayfamilychurch.com and click on the giving tab. For more information about Way Family Church, you can connect with us on all social media platforms or simply go to wayfamilychurch.com. Be blessed.